You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, we're back. It is Danny and Riley. Happy uh, 2020. Yeah, happy new year, everyone. So what was, did you, did you have any new year's resolutions at all? I don't do New Year's resolutions because it just makes me sad. do life goals. Because <laughs> it just makes me sad when I don't reach them. Um, <laughs> a little pessimistic, a little realistic. Um, no, I, I like kind of monthly goals as opposed to like a whole year goal. Yeah. Um, I don't like the, the thought of like having to wait a whole year to get my life on track. Did um, you have January goals then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did actually. So, um... I unfortunately had a little bit of a relapse with my eating disorder the past mm-hmm. couple of months, so my kind of goal was to get back on track with that, and I just think it's so important to talk about because I'm sure as someone who has also dealt with an eating disorder, it's it makes you realize it's always going to be something that you uh, have to deal with and 100%. have to keep on top of, so... Yeah. I feel like the more people that I tell, the less shame I feel about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, the more people are also willing to be like, yeah, I struggle with this too. Or, yeah, I relapsed a little bit as well. Yeah. Yeah, and it just makes – the more people you tell when you have an eating disorder makes it more and more difficult to hide, which, you know, kind of prevents a relapse in my case. No, for sure. I agree. And um, I think, like, when – yeah, like, the shame aspect – of, mm-hmm. like, I'm failing, like, I'm relapsing, and then it's like, oh, wait, like, almost every person I know who had an eating disorder, it wasn't like, oh, like, wash my hands of it, like, I'm done, like, it's, like, an ongoing thing, and there's, like, times where you'll relapse, and maybe not to the extreme you are at one point, but, like, you'll start to feel yourself slipping again. Exactly, and it's a slippery slope, too, so, you know, that one point could be, a, like, two days away, you know, and then you're right back there, and you're... It just takes a hold of you so quickly that if you don't stop it when you first notice it, um, it can be a really, really slippery slope. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And then, too, like, I think it's, like, that double-edged sword where it's, like, even when you start slipping, because you're already in that mindset, you, like, justify it. You like, I'm just so being healthy. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm just being, I'm just being healthier. Like, it, this isn't as bad or, like you know, this is normal to, like, start, like, counting calories again or, like... Yeah, exactly. So, um... Yeah, I uh, reached out to some friends and stuff and um, started working with a nutritionist, actually, because uh, for those who don't know, when you have an eating disorder, it becomes this sort of control between two halves of your brain, like the actually healthy side and the eating disorder side. Um, So I hired uh, uh, the diabetic fighter. He is on Instagram. His name's Sean. He's been amazing. Does he sponsor us? Why is he getting a shout out? No, just joking. Because he's so great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's so great. Um, but yeah, so I've been working with him, and it just means that I can give somebody who I know is uh, versed in, in just nutrition my, the control, and then I can just, you know, the only fight that I ha- then have is with is with my um, mental health as opposed to I'm trying to eat healthy but I'm second-guessing everything that I'm eating and have I eaten too much and do I need to, you know, trigger warning, like do I need to purge this meal now, you mm-hmm. know, all that sort of all that sort of thing. So it was nice. it's nice to just kind of give that control to someone and be like, okay, I know, I know that they know what they're doing. I know that they have, you know, my best interest uh, in in their mind and, and just kind of focus on myself and just focus on, like, the mental health battle as opposed to the 
eating battle as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, not to start this podcast. On a, <laughs> on heavy, heavy. Here is how my year has turned to shit already. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay though. Yeah. It's, it's being real and like. I think people appreciate that, and I think that's why people relate to others. It's yeah. Because you're not all, like, perfection and never have, like, struggles. Like, I just think that's an extremely unrealistic goal. Yeah. And I think... I don't think I know a single woman that I've encountered who hasn't expressed some form of, like, body... How do I say it? Not, like, body hatred, but, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Like, shame about their body in whatever way whatever part of their body that is. So I think it's extremely relatable. Um, maybe not to the extreme where, you know, you're um, maybe experiencing, but yeah, do you no, know what absolutely. I mean? I think it's, and I, as I said, like, it, it the eating, dis- eating disorders have one of the highest mortality rates of mm-hmm. any mental illness. But no one talks about it like but that. But no one talks about it. Yeah. Um, and and we glamorize so it too. Yeah. Like as soon as people start losing weight, it's like, you look great. Yeah. But I think that can be very uh, dangerous thing to do as well. Um, and I know even the other day, one of our girlfriends is um, trying to just get healthier and then mm-hmm. lose some weight. And in a very, like, healthy way, she's also with the nutritionist that you're with. And, you know, it's – I think she's going about it in a very um, smart way. Mm-hmm. And she posted in the picture. And I, the first thing that came to mind, I said, was, like, you, you're so tiny. You look great. And then I was, like, wait, like, that could also trigger other people in the group who – you know, yeah. are that associate tiny with like goals. And yeah, like, no, absolutely, and it's it's so difficult to talk about because all of these words that we've been conditioned to think good, like uh, lost weight, tiny, uh, small, anything like disappearing, that, disappearing, yeah, exactly. Is is yeah, it is a double edged sword because yeah. you know, oh, you look really healthy is a good one, but then you know, it's it's so difficult to talk about women's weight these days mm-hmm. because there it's just so problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so what are your, uh, <laughs> so, so your, so your goal was to, uh, seek help or was it yeah, just talk more help. about it? Yeah. Uh, definitely seek help, get kind of back in tune with my, with my eating, like eat healthy, uh, mm-hmm. diminish my fear around food again. All that. Mm-hmm. All that. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, my goals were on the same kind of mindset of like health which I think most people's resolutions are Mm -hmm. um I want to drink two liters of water a day so as you just heard like the crinkling of my like (laughs) (laughs) she's doing it folks (laughs) the crinkling of my water bottle um because like I told you and I like my old roommate can attest to this as well um she used to bug me like do you drink water I was like I think I drank water last month like it's really bad and then and it's just like a no-brainer it's there's it's never been debunked that water is a good thing for you it's it's a fact yeah. though, you know like the water is good for you it's good for your skin it's good for your like everything yeah um no, I'm and like weight regulation too. everything right so my goal especially because of my surgery like um you really need to like be fleshing out you know everything so I have since my surgery I haven't missed a day of drinking two liters and Perfect. I'm pretty proud of that because it's been like a month now um, and you just get into the habit as well now. Like, you, it'll feel weird without your water bottle. Yeah, like, even hand. yesterday I was at my three bottles in the other night, and I was like, I'm thirsty. And that, like, yeah. never happened before. <laughs> and then um, I think, too, I have, like, I will force myself to drink two before the afternoons, and I'm, I know it's, like, only two more to go. If that makes sense? Like, it's just, like, those little, yeah. like, my halfway, like, success, and then it's like, okay, now you're, like, you're four. No, I um, relate to that so much. I'm terrible at drinking water. I... I dream about it constantly. I dream about drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm dehydrated. About that too. Yeah. 
<laughs> like that's symbolic of other things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need more sex in your life. Um, and then eating healthier, which has been really convenient because I'm living at my parents' house, which is was um, a tough pill to swallow, but has been really nice because my mom's an amazing cook. Mm-hmm. And even though they're like empty nesters, well, I'm Mac bitches, so I, guess, yeah. I guess they're not empty nesters no more. Um, but they've been, I haven't lived at home in like 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, um, and like even in that time, they haven't learned to start shopping for only two people. So they still like have like two full fridges, yeah. which is like, I, I was joking to one of our friends, I feel like I'm at like like casa to parents like you know like a resort like parental resort or something like yeah my mom makes like breakfast lunch and dinner and like she asks what I want and and, like I try to be like respectful be like I don't care like I'm I'm good with like making my own whatever and she's like well I'm making steak and potatoes and blah 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 tonight and then she'll make like quesadillas and she's like fancy so yeah when I went home in uh, August to visit my mama my family my mom was like, uh, you know, is there anything special that you want cooked while you're home? And I was like, crab. I made a list. <laughs> Here are all the things I miss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want homemade, like, cakes. I want, yeah. Yeah, so my yeah, mom's she like, homemade bread for me. I was like, damn. Yeah, my parents, my mom's a really good cook. It's something I did not acquire. She can, like, legit go to a restaurant and, like, taste something and then go home and, like, remake it with, like, uh, knowing the spice. Like, she's that kind of, like, um like that kind of palette that yeah. she like can just guess it's really impressive um and she's just a good cook and I think she just she like gets pride in that like cooking yeah, a really good meal um so yeah it's been very nice so one of my goals was to eat healthier so my mom's really been helping with that because yeah. she cooks like yeah, meal. because as you know when I lived on my own um because I'm just kind of I bounce around a lot and I I I don't I also just like I'm I admit it out of my house a lot and I don't like um I don't like cooking for one I find it really, like, annoying, like, so much work to just, like, sit down by yourself and, like, eat what you just made. Like, yeah. I know that's, like, sounds like whatever, that's life, but, like, I don't like it. So I eat, like, all my meals out. So that was my other goal was to, like, eat more home-cooked meals. Yeah. And no, then... I, that's t- changed for me, too, now that I have to, you know, meal prep everything. And yeah. I'm like, damn, like, people do this every day. Yeah. <laughs> when does it stop? Another thing is I'm trying to save more money because me and you spoke about how much we make and how much we save and mm-hmm. um, capitalizing on that and trying to cut out unnecessary expenses. So I just spent quite a bit of money on my breast. So mm-hmm. I um, was like, okay, what's something that like, I could make up for that? Like I'm going to start looking for a place with lesser rent mm-hmm. and then um, I'm going to try not to do my nails as much, which has been really hard for me because I've always mm-hmm. had like extreme claws. So I haven't had my nails since like my surgery, so the end of February or the end of December. So and I still don't have my nails done, so that is very big of me. Yeah, <laughs> look at you. Yeah, proud of me. So that's like the one way I'm just gonna like try to cut back on something that's unnecessary. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much. I've been pretty successful nice. with my resolution so yeah. far. Yeah, and, and how, there's sorry. How are your boobies? My, my breastles. How are you? Uh, they're good. Ass. We're at yeah. We're at. Um, almost four weeks now mm-hmm. um and like there's still obviously a lot of swelling that's just how like breasts take a lot take quite yeah. a bit of time to like settle and drop and fluff was what they call it but um yeah they're the cleavage is like definitely better than it was before they're super put together like pulled together i had a full lift done yeah so i do have the scarring um down like vertically the, down the anchor yeah yeah down the vertically down my breast and then underneath my crease but so far, the scars look like they're going to be super minimal, and I have, like, a really good scar cream to put on, so awesome. that's exciting. And they just feel, like, a lot fuller, and they're just, like, the the shape and, like, the faker look I wanted, so... But the size... I, I'm at 700 cc's, 
but I feel like they don't look that big. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I think you just get, you get so used to big breasts when you have your first boob job that your second boob job, you're like, meh. Yeah, it's, it's you know? not the same difference that you experienced from, you know, non-surgery to first surgery, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, I think they look bigger. Yeah. Like, not not seeing them all the time or every day, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> She's still trying. Um, new, new, new Year is still trying. Yeah. <laughs> new Year's, new shots. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. And then I also I didn't go for the lipo. That was one thing I was thinking about was doing the full yeah. body lipo. Decided to not go for that because um, I just... Um, the recovery is really bad. I talked to a lot of girls about it. You take a lot of months off, and I just didn't want to take that much time off. I'm yeah. getting a little older. I don't know how much longer I have in the industry or how much, I, how much time I want to spend more in the industry. So I'd like to just ne- use the next few years to work as much as possible. Yeah. So I had experienced the breast before, so I know I only have to take, like, five or six weeks off, which is pretty minimal compared to lipo, especially full-body lipo. Yeah. And to, like, realistically, I'm, I'm 125 right now. Um, that's me not going to the gym ever. So... I'm going to force myself my other goal. Once I can can go back to the gym, I'm going to try to go back. I spend a lot of money to go to Equinox, so I need to start fucking yeah. using it. So um, that's my other goal is to actually get my ass to the gym. And then I'll just see, like, what I can achieve naturally working out and eating healthier. And then – and also, too, like, what I found when I talked to a lot of people about it, it's um, definitely not, like, a one-time procedure for a lot of people. A lot of people will gain – the fat back and um I do like how my body carries weight it kind of it's all over and I always maintain a pretty small like waist circumference yeah it's pretty evenly distributed weight so um with lipo because nice like stomach it's really flat like honestly it's always up to the person but you I just didn't think that you needed lipo I think it would have been kind of you could have put your money like better somewhere else Mm -hmm. to be honest thank you but yeah so with lipo, from what I've read, from what the people I've talked to, when you're delete, when you're taking out those fat cells, um, sometimes when you if you gain weight back afterwards, your fat distribution goes elsewhere. So right. I went on like yeah, lipo, my thighs, my stomach, and my arms, and also my fats, like more in my my flanks or like my calves or like you know like other places. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your like forehead. <laughs> fat forehead um but yeah so I just um yeah I just think for my for me it was best just go with the breast um and then uh poor John right so my boyfriend came out to uh Miami that's where I went Mm -hmm. Miami Dr. Hochstein uh 700cc high profile silicone Mm -hmm. breast implants and poor John was my nurse so we went to Miami for 10 days and he had to like baby me like yeah it, at least for the first few days, you're very um, limited, right? Like, uh, this is also to my second breast breast augmentation, and you're, you heal a lot faster. Plus, you're just more aware of your restrictions and what mm-hmm. to expect and the feelings. Um, but, yeah, like, you can't really lift your arms. Um, you're not really supposed to, if they're under the muscle, you're not really supposed to pull your... Um, you're supposed to kind of keep your... Elbow. Elbow. <laughs> elbow. <laughs> Thank you. She's like You're pointing like, like a bad thing, man. Like what is this? Thing. These, these things, these elbows, um, to your sides. Yeah. Because you don't want to be using your pectoral muscles at all, right? Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Because they've they've pulled off your pectoral muscles and put them underneath it, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Take a moment. Like deep, do- deep, deep breaths. Um, the thought of like, oh no, I can't do anything like muscle out for the bone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Well, anyway. <laughs> so, um, so that kind of does restrict how much you're moving in the first yeah. few days. Like, even washing your face or brushing your teeth. Like, I mean, of course, some people don't care. And they, you can move your arms a little bit. But for me, I spend a lot of money on my breasts. I'm going to be as, like, minimal movement as possible. Mm-hmm. Um and Sorry, just as you're explaining this, I'm like, you are not moving your elbows to like demonstrate. Oh no, <laughs> I'm doing my T Rex. Sorry, yeah. like, <laughs> no, the amount of times I've been called a T Rex. Like, but um, but I also got my period the day before surgery, so you can't have a tampon in during surgery. Yeah. So they give you these like really little weird thong panties that have like a huge pad on them. <laughs> it's so funny. I was like, this is a really good look. I sent you the photo of me like right from my surgery yeah. with like my cap on. <laughs> yeah, I'll post it somewhere. With my glasses on. Yeah. Yeah, I looked really sexy. Really um good. <laughs> yeah, so have my period, can't use a tampon when you go for your surgery. And then um for like the next week and I have a heavy flow. John had to like <laughs> continually like put in tampons and take out tampons because I couldn't pull the tampon or push it in. Like you can't yeah. You're really not supposed to push or pull really much at all, especially your first few days. So John was like continually putting in and taking out tampons, which is funny because it's something we've already done before. Just okay, I think, yeah, I, think yeah. I think men should. I, what if they have a daughter, and what if your partner passes away? I mean, like, you know what I mean? like if they have the daughter, they're not putting in. <laughs> no, but maybe yeah, well, that's a whole. I think the therapy, no, but, but they should be able to explain something. Yeah, for how sure. it goes, and like the amount of times like men call like pads tampons and tampons pads, and like who didn't educate you with this? Um, so, yeah, so John was already familiar with how to do it, so he would, like, put it in for me, he'd pull out one, he'd, like, wipe up, like, if it was a little bloody, like, yeah. yeah. Well, good so, for him. Yeah. Good it was very, uh, intimate, uh, yeah. first week. And then, um, he was really good about, like, making sure I took the medication on time and, like, yeah. scheduling them and, like, getting me food and stuff, which was nice. Um, yeah, and then I guess, like, from what I've looked online, uh, CC, like, the weight of a CC, because mm-hmm. I get asked a lot, like, how heavy are your breasts? Um, the CC and the weight seems to kind of be all over the place if you look online. Yeah. And Dr. Hoxstein, when I, I asked him, he'd only say it was a difference of a few grams um, from 500 to 700. When I looked online on one site, they said, um, the, like, 400 CC total, right, so 200 each breast, yeah. would be about, like, 1.7 pounds heavier than they are already. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, according to that site, my breasts weigh about 7 pounds. Um, but then you look at, like, what um, bigger breasts naturally can weigh, they can weigh, like, 20 pounds. Like, it's yeah. crazy how heavy breasts can be. So, I don't know if that's complete bullshit. Maybe they're only, like, you know, a pound. But I like the idea of them being 7 pounds, because then my actual body weight is only 18. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, actually, but, it's, but that's just my eyes are coming out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the pain was really minimal, and the, as I was told, it would be because it's the second, um, the second breast dog, and um, I was given oxys and perks because. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, because the states, they just like love giving out drugs for free. So I got a lot of fucking oxys, a lot of perks. I never took a single one. I don't like taking drugs, even mm-hmm. recreationally. I'm just not not here for it. So even my first boob job, I didn't take any of the drugs they gave me besides the antibiotics. Yeah. Um. So if anyone needs oxys or drugs, <laughs> <laughs> I can't work during this time. <laughs> Bell drugs. I'm just joking, but not joking. <laughs> Fifty plus to bad gmail.com. <laughs> 
But, um, but no, so the only thing I found annoying was, like, your body swells up from the anesthesia. Yeah. Right? So my body was, like, super swollen. My stomach was, like, crazy swollen from it because it slowly, like, moves down your body, the wow. swelling. Interesting. Yeah. It's, you look like, yeah, real pudgy. <laughs> Does it, like, hit your feet? Or? <laughs> <laughs> it's like your last little toe is like pudgy. <laughs> no, it, yeah, it just kind of sticks around your stomach mostly, I find. Um, but, yeah, so it's pretty... The swelling's gone down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you don't usually see your, like, full end result from, like, three to six months. Yeah, okay. It's a process, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so let's go back a little bit to December. Mm-hmm. How was your last... Because uh, we we spoke around, the, like, last... Close to the end of last week of December. Yeah. How was, like, your remainder of December for you? Uh, December for me was great. I think, I mean, starting the starting in the club last January now, a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, you always hear, oh, December's so great, and I finally got to... And? Was it great? It was great for me, yeah. I, um, I'm definitely that kind of girlfriend experience, and at the club I work at, uh, we can sell time, so there was mm-hmm. a couple nights where I would just spend, like, one, two hours with a guy. Amazing. Yeah, so it was awesome. We'd just hang out and chat, and it's it's the time of the year where people just want to feel connected, whether you're homesick, whether you... Oh, for sure. I think you know, girlfriend experience like, exactly. really helps that was my That was my jackpot, to be honest, and I didn't quite make the goal that I set for myself, but I also set myself a tough goal. Yeah. Like, to try and push myself, and I took the entire first week of December off, mm-hmm. or until the 9th, I think. I didn't start working until the 9th, mm-hmm. uh, because I was in exams, and then uh, went to went to work straight after my last exam, and just kind of Such worked through, I'm just trying to get... Trying to get my uh, my bills paid, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, then I, uh, except for when the club was closed, I worked pretty much pretty much every day. So yeah, that's wild. And then I uh, haven't really gone in in January. I think I've gone to the club twice and I've done a couple of PR parties. But I've just taken some time off while I've gotten my mentality right from my like a little shake of the relapse. Just because mm-hmm. th- I know that the rejection wouldn't roll off my back like it usually would. So. Mm-hmm. I think there's no shame in knowing that and, like, taking care of yourself. Yeah, exactly. But, no, December was great, and it definitely gave me that cushion to uh, to take a, a more chilled approach to January. How about you? You, uh... You worked quite a lot of December as well, eh? You had a yeah, I worked eleven day. days. <laughs> <laughs> so quite a lot for you, yeah, yeah. Jeez, what is that like? Triple me. your usual rate? It really, is. <laughs> it, it really fucking is. Uh, I think I average like um, eight days a month. I work, which is really bad. Which is my goal for this year is to work three to four days a week, which is fucking huge for me. Um, I can't remember last time I worked that much. To be honest, I'm super fucking lazy. But um, I worked. Yeah, I think I worked eleven days maybe maybe was it 11 or 13 i told you I yeah remember. i can't remember but two of them i didn't get paid to work. keep that number file for you <laughs> where are my files <laughs> um two of them were complete fucking write-offs because i worked for this goofy ass girl who didn't pay me yeah so i made pretty good money considering i only worked that amount i made my goal um but yeah so I, yeah, I made my goal. I was happy with that. I, I, well, I made my secondary goal. I wanted um, a little bit more than I made, but knowing how little I worked, and then I got fucked over those two shifts, I dropped it down to, like, my, like, this is still a pretty good fucking goal. Yeah. And I made it, so that's good. Um, I, most of my work was outside the club for PR parties because lately my club has, the clientele there is just, it's terrible. They're really young, really fucking disrespectful, um, one of my last nights at the club, 
I um, was just like walking by the front door and a guy came in and he was like, where's the ATM? He was like, like bigger, like, like maybe like late twenties mm-hmm. guy. And, um, I was like, well, I'll show you if I get some money. Like, yeah, you know, like just cause like that's your husband. Like it's not my job to escort you to the fucking ATM as yeah. you grab my arm. So we went there and I grabbed my girlfriend cause I'm one of those people like I always try to tag team just cause I'd like to see my girlfriend succeed. Yeah. And also too, like I, it makes my work happier when I'm working with a girlfriend. Like I just generally, it, it, I find it's better for my, my mental health to have someone with me. Um, it's less like someone interaction to, with that person. You can kind of like make fun of the person with that person. You know, like it's someone just, to roll your eyes at while they're yeah, like, <laughs> it, it really is though. It's a really like I think it's a really um, helpful to have someone there. Plus, yeah. like it's easy to hustle with someone. I find totally. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> though, right. Um, so then I grabbed her and we're standing at ATM with him. He's like, okay, rock paper scissors, and he's like yelling in our faces. And we're like, what? He's like, rock paper scissors. Who's gonna get me? And my girlfriend's like. Never mind, it's fine. I was like, sorry, babe. Like, I'm never going to do that with a girl. Yeah. I'm never going like, to fight over some goofy-ass guy. Um, and then he's, like, um, grabbing my hips and, like, trying to, like, grind with me. And I, like, push him off. I'm like, okay, well, let's just get your money out. And then we can go upstairs and have fun. And he's like, dance with me. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh. totally. We can totally do that upstairs. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God, fucking dance with me. I'm going to pay you. I'm in the fucking lineup. And I was like okay and I went to walk away he's like fuck you you fucking bitch and I was like fuck you you fucking goof and like <laughs> I just like walked away I was like not yeah, today Satan not worth no, it I am not the one send this fucking goof and then he came up to me and her we were sitting at a table these people had like paid for a bunch of dances this like adorable couple for the two of us yeah. we went for a bunch of dances and then we went down and we wanted to have a drink with them just cause they were really sweet and he comes up and he's like standing at the table like harassing us and um, the guy had gone to the bathroom, I think. So it was just me, my friend, and then the um, female patron. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she was like, excuse me, like, you're harassing these women. And, like, we've paid we've paid them already. Like, they're, we're enjoying their company. Yes. He's, like, He's like, you didn't pay for fucking shit, bitch. And, like, the bouncers at my club are notoriously horrible. Yeah. They just are there to get their own money under the table. And, like, it's just, they're fucking ridiculous. And especially this one goof. And, of course, he's the one closest to me, so I'm, like, literally waving my arms everywhere trying to get his attention. He's like, what? Like, um, and I'm like, can you do something? Like, I get, like, this, this fucking goof doesn't protect us dancers, but, like, he's harassing patrons. Yeah, so the club, Yeah, so the club's gonna lose money because you're so fucking lazy. So, finally, a different, a different bouncer came and kicked him out. I cannot stand this one bouncer. I don't even know how he has his job anymore. I thought he was fired, but I have, I hate him. Anyways, <laughs> he's just, he's just a creep. Yeah. Anyway, but... Yeah, and then my favorite quote of December, I had to write it down. I was laughing so hard because this one girl, she's so she's so funny. She's a newer dancer. Yeah, and um, I think she's only been there for like a month. I know maybe I think she's only been like actually dancing for a month, but she came when she first started, and her first night she fell on the stairs and broke her ankle. Because <gasps> <laughs> oh, baby ankle. Yeah, so she had to take like a bunch of time off. So then she finally got back, and she was just telling me hilarious stories how she's danced for like a high school teacher of hers. And he was, like, being really creepy. And then she ended up dancing for her ex-boyfriend's dad. And he was, like, asking her to come home with him. And she's like, what? Yes. Like, your son's house? Like, yeah. So she's, she's really funny. She's really sweet. And then I went up to her and we were, like, talking about how bad this one night was. And her quote was, dude, I've made $100 and someone touched my butthole. Not even, <laughs> she's like, not even my vagina. My fucking butthole. And it's the second time this week. <laughs> 
like I remember I was like that is like the quote of my life <laughs> like I but love you honestly like this is I'm just not at all surprised like no. this is our industry like yeah. if you said that at any other job people would be like oh my god go to HR no. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I like how she's like my butthole not even my yeah. vagina <laughs> my butthole <laughs> the fucking space <laughs> right the sphincter uh, yeah I was, I was dying so hard that was my quote of December uh, incredible um so how was had January? You said you worked a little bit. Yeah. I I couldn't work in January because of my breast, and yeah. I'm not gonna work any of this February most likely because I'm still healing, and I'm just gonna take probably more time off than I need to. But I'm in a position where I can, so I'm just gonna let myself fully heal. Yeah, no, I've uh, I've done a couple PR parties actually. Um, for January, I think I was booked on six, and then I've gone into the club twice, so I haven't really worked much at all. But the PR gigs have been pretty lucrative, so... Yeah, PR is nice. definitely where the money's at. I'm always surprised when PR girls want to come to the strip club now, and I'm just like, girl, you're going to be so disappointed. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, it was pretty good, and um, it's just easier when I'm kind of, like, in the mental state that I am to have already been chosen and then to just, you know, be able to rely a lot on my personality or, like, host games and stuff like that uh, to make money as opposed to just walking around... Um, the club like a show pony mm-hmm. no 100 so, i yeah. think it's definitely um for lack of better term empowering maybe flattering whatever you want to call it when you know you've already been chosen for your looks yeah by the photo they've seen so when you're approaching men at, <clears throat> at the pr you know at least one of them liked your look yeah. As opposed to the club, you have no clue if you're like these men's type, and you're just gonna have to constantly walk around and be like, "Hey, want me? Hey, want yeah, me?" Like, exactly, exactly. Um, but also, I'm back in university, and the classes that I'm taking are just uh, crazy. I'm just so swamped. Like, even if I wanted to go into the club, I just feel like I can't at the moment. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I mean, school obviously comes first. Um, okay, so the uh, fifty plus a tip Instagram has. I think we're at. Uh, thirty six hundred or something Ooh. like that now. Yeah. yeah, it's really it's really taken off, which is awesome because I've only had it I think for six months now. Yeah, and I am constantly blocking people that I think are either fake accounts or um, misogynistic men, um, or women misogynistic women too. Um, yeah. So I think like I'm I'm really proud of that number that it's like it's like quality followers. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, yeah, but with that comes a lot of ignorant responses and comments that I'm constantly deleting and blocking. So there was one post I did and it goes um, like this. Oh, you didn't... You oh, blah, blah, blah. And it goes like this. <laughs> and it goes like this. <laughs> um, oh, you wouldn't date a girl who's ever been a stripper. In that case, I wouldn't date a guy who's ever been to a strip club. Oh, you wouldn't date a girl who's ever done porn. Well, in that case, I wouldn't date a guy who's ever watched porn. You're the reason we exist. You're the demand to our supply. If you disdain sex workers, don't you dare consume our labor. As they say in the industry, people jack off the left hand and point with the right. Yeah. And I think that's fucking spot on. No, absolutely. And then, of course, a lot of, a lot of people resonated with that. And they, you know, they were like, yeah, like, I, it's, and even from my own experience in dating men, you know, they all want to date a stripper. They all want to fuck a stripper. Yeah. I'm sure as hell they want to date her. 
or they want to date her for a certain amount of time, and then yeah. their ego gets in the way, or they're insecure, or... It's really hot for the first two weeks, and then they don't understand why you're still a stripper. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Doesn't money grow on trees now? Like, you yeah. actually still pay your rent? <laughs> like, um, yeah. You're trying to get through university with this? How dare you? Yeah. You're bettering you yourself? Like... <laughs> But I demand it be for free. Um, but yeah, so of course a guy comments and says, imagine comparing not wanting to date someone with potential STDs to not wanting to date someone because they jack off, laugh my fucking ass off. So my response, mentally, because I never even engage with these people. Yeah. I just honestly block and delete them because it's not even worth it. You'll never get through to a dumb person. No. Like, you will waste your energy. They will never grow a brain. You know, so my response mentally was like, imagine being so incompetent that you couldn't understand a post like this. And... The post was really about being a hypocrite and benefiting from the people that you put down, right? So, okay, like, clearly it flew over your head. That's fine. Yeah. But also, like, your STD comment, like, most sex workers I know are the most adamant about condom use and protection, dental dams, condoms during blowjobs, like, um, safe, like, just safe sex in general and getting regularly checked than non-sex workers because it's their fucking job to be clean. Absolutely. You know? And if they, like, if they put that at risk, they put their entire business at risk. Yeah, and all their income. Like, most people I know that have STDs, they're square people. They're not yeah. sex workers. And um, so it's just such a stupid comment. Like, who do you think has STDs? Yeah, absolutely. Like, and if a sex worker gets one, who do you think she got them from? A square guy. Yeah. You know, we're not fucking other prostitutes. Like, you know, like, hello. Like, <laughs> not for the right, but, you know, for the right price, maybe. <laughs> like, we, bo- we both just put $500 on the table and, yeah. like, love each other and then take yeah. our money back. Like, what? Like, anyway, so it was just so fucking stupid. Um, it's like, yeah, it's like, so like, I was just like, oh, like, we're, you know, most sex workers are using condoms for head, and then, you know, Jenny from, like, down the street is fucking, like, Adam's, you know, dick raw and taking plan B later. Like, you know, like, which is fine. That's your, you know, I don't care a fuck if you give raw head and take plan B. Yeah, that's you, but you run with those risks. Yeah, exactly. And I think, too, I posted on my Instagram a couple days ago was um, how common throat cancer is becoming Mm -hmm. and throat diseases and STDs in your throat from doing uh, bareback blowjobs. And people are so ignorant to that and they don't realize that that's a, a very real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can get a blow, or if you can get an STD from a penis going in your vagina, you can get an STD from it going in anywhere with in a your, yeah, yeah, without a condom yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> in your, your nostril. Like, <laughs> if you can put a dick in it, you can get an STD. <laughs> right? Yeah. So like, people just ending me to be more um, aware of these things, mm-hmm. and I, I really do blame. Like, our education system. Absolutely. And, like, I... The only reason I ever knew that was because my mom told me about it. My mom's very, like... Well, she's very anti-oral sex in general. But she even said, like, I remember this back in, like... I don't know. The 90s. Mm-hmm. When I was, like, young. I remember her telling me being, like... I mean, I was born in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't yeah. even around in the 90s. <laughs> but if I had been, I my mom would have told me... The 90s in my life. <laughs> if I had been... <laughs> My mom told me when I was a kid about, like, oral sex and, like, the, like, STDs you can get from it and blah, blah, yeah. Did I always use a condom during oral sex? No. But now that I'm older and I see, like, the real risk of that and there's so many strands of STDs that are so resilient now um, and are incurable. Yeah. Um, HPV is so fucking common now. Um, like, I have my shots, but that still doesn't safeguard me entirely. Um, yeah, like, I, I definitely want to start requiring condoms for, like, partners even because 
you don't know who they've had sex with before you. You don't know if they have got tested regularly. Yeah. You don't know when things are going to show up. Like, even I get tested every month whether I have a new partner or not because things can show up years down the road. Mm-hmm. Like, herpes can stay in your dorsal, like, part of your spine until, like, it's triggered from something for years. So yeah. That's insane. Um, no, I completely agree. I, I blame the education system. I don't think that they put enough emphasis on um, STIs in general and just a, a lot more about them because I think they need to be talked about. Like, I don't think that it's fair that people are, you know, shamed or, like, their worth is diminished, you know, if they if they have something. And I think that shame stops people from talking about it and being honest about it. Oh, for which sure. Which just puts everyone out, like, everyone at risk. Yeah. And I just, like... It would be so great to see it, it talked about. Yeah. You know? Oh, for sure. Um, I know when I posted that about using condoms during oral sex, um, a few women reached out to me and said, you know, I have HPV and, like, I've always yeah. been ashamed of it. I'm married now, blah, blah, blah. And, like, all I could see back then was, like, you and everyone else has an STD. Like, it's yeah. just honestly, or at least one time The numbers it. are like, crazy. Yeah, and, like, the it's more common than not that someone has an STD or has had Head an one, STD. Yeah. And then like, there's no shame. And exactly, like, when we shame people for something, that, like, silence is dangerous. Yeah. Right? Whether it be rape, like we're going to talk about later, or an STD or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, when we, like, shame people for something that should be talked about, it's just that secrecy is, it can be very a very dangerous thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so another Instagram post I had, um, I'm just going to run through a couple of Instagram posts in case people that listen to the podcast miss the Instagram ones that were quite um, conversation-sparking. Me and you have spoke before about, you know, what's the most common questions or remarks you hear in the club? So I opened it up to the followers and was like, hey, what do you guys hear? So I'm I'm going to, I'll share with you some Uh, of the most common ones. And a lot of them are the ones. Bring me home. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of them are are the ones we've said ourselves. So what's your real name? I don't usually come to places like this. Me neither, babe. (laughs) And then I said every single guy in the strip club. Yeah. Or I'm not like all these other guys. I think it, uh, Jack the stripper has a, um, uh, she did an artwork about that, and it's just a bunch of guys sitting in a circle with a stripper on their laps, and every guy is saying that, you Yeah, know? that's the one that start, spo- uh, sparked this. Was oh, I posted, is it? Yeah, yeah, I posted that and said, okay, you know, what, yeah. what do all the other guys say? Yeah. But it's, it's true, that one, every single guy is saying, I'm not like these other oh, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do this. Not me. Yeah. Um, someone said, the worst is when they start dancing for you. Oh, no, sorry. The worst is when they... they Say they should dance for you and then start dancing. Hold up, bud. You aren't Magic Mike. <laughs> and I said, and then you proceed to do an awkward dad jig and you have to take, you have to start laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so awkward. Um, the other one is, oh, if I dance for you, will you pay me? Mm-hmm. How much will you pay me to dance yeah. for you? Nothing. That you're yeah. not a stripper. <laughs> I always, I always hit them with a, so, um, <clears throat> Mike, was it? Cool. So what do you do for a for a living like and then they'll tell you and be like oh do you ever get people coming into your work and asking you know if you do it or if they do it will you pay them and he goes no and I was like because that would be really uh disrespectful wouldn't it Mike (laughs) he's like (laughs) (laughs) just shut him up yeah Yeah. he was like yeah I was like that would be quite rude wouldn't it (laughs) yeah I a lot of the time I have to like talk to him he's a man child um let me take you for dinner instead ugh are you going to pay me? You're too beautiful to be working here. I love that one. And then all, all I say that is, like, did you want me to find you an ugly stripper? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I started using that too, actually. And they're like, oh, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, no. Yeah. All right, like, well, then I'm confused. Think, do you think that I work here because I look a certain way and can capitalize on that? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm explaining this to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your real name is a classic. And I was just ask them if, if I even give them another one, would, would they believe me? Mm-hmm. Like, I could just give you any other name, and they're like, oh. Yeah, I just say whatever you want my name to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I actually had a customer whose son's name was Riley. Oh, right. And he said this before. Yeah, so I was like, I like walked up to him. He's like, do like, another hey, one. Hey, yeah. I'm Riley. He's like, nope, son's name, pick another one. And I was like, hey, I'm Renee. And he's like, hey, Renee. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that's my daughter's yeah. name. <laughs> Sadly, would not surprise me. Um, what else do we have here? What happens in the VIP room? Tell me what I'm getting. Okay, well, here's the reality of it. You're not a very special person. You're not, like, the very important person or, like, valuable player or whatever it's supposed yeah, to be. You're getting the exact same dance that you're I getting everyone me that I have to repeat every five on your jeans, like, <laughs> as I rule my eyes to myself. <laughs> as I think about what things I need to pick up at the store tomorrow. Yeah, or they say, just to dance, what else can I get? You can get your money out of the fucking ATM. That's what you can get. Like, uh, you're too smart to be in here. Or you have an engineering degree. Why don't you have a real job? That's what one guy I said. Need, yeah, I can't. <laughs> and um, I always loved hearing, you're so smart. Why don't you do something else? My reply is, I'm really enjoying this discussion we're having. Shall we do another $400 an hour so I can tell you more about my non-existent student loan debt while still billing the rate of a PhD psychiatrist? Ooh, yes, girl. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Um, another thing, you just want my money. Yeah. Yes, we do. <laughs> it's our job. You, and you just want us because we're pretty. Yeah. And you just want us to get your dick hard. Like, yes, yeah. yeah, so we're both here for our own reasons. This is the transaction, babe. Like, yes. you get it. <laughs> yes, I don't, like, this isn't the girlfriend shop. Like, um, like so, like, you came to my work and you're mad that I'm working classic yeah like that's what i'm gonna start saying to them like i'm just like you can't you came here and i'm working and now you're mad that i'm oh, working okay another story so i came to visit uh i came to visit our friend penny at work and me and uh, our friend max were like sitting at the table at the at the club that you guys work at Ugh. and this guy these two guys in the table in front of us you know girls kept coming up to them asking if they want dances the usual strip club shake up and uh, we're doing just, their job. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we're just sitting on the table behind them, and we're chatting, we're hanging out, having a drink. They turn around, and they're like, well, like, you guys aren't getting harassed. Like, people don't keep coming up to you. Harassed. Like, asking, asking you if you want to dance. And I just, like, turn to Max, and I'm like, imagine coming to a strip club and being shocked that people are asking you if you want to dance. Like, imagine being that dumb. <laughs> oh, hey, people. You guys aren't getting harassed to, like, yeah. buy the product that you came to buy. Yeah. Like, like, what? That's, like, going to a clothing store and be mad at a clothing person, like, offered to help you find a size. Or, like, oh, or like a, a waitress gave you a menu. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, stop putting food on me. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? I just came here to look at the decor. <laughs> right? I just want to stare at the waitress's asses for free, goddammit. Ugh. Um, you know I really don't need to pay for this, right? I can go and get laid. Go then. Yeah, Bye. that's what I say. All I say usually that is, and yet here we are, sir. <laughs> well, well, well. Look look where we are. Uh, another one. How are you doing, sweetheart? Customer. Better now. <laughs> I love that line. I All I say is, oh my god, I've never heard that before. That's so funny. Yeah. 
<laughs> I just like, yeah. I always one-up them with a great, let's make you feel fantastic and go to the back. Um, a dance, we're on stage. Yeah, babe, get on up. <laughs> um, I don't want to waste your time. Go make your money. Pass. <laughs> yeah, like, then don't waste a seat and get yeah. the fuck out. Like, yeah. we're a paying customer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're wasting everyone's time by being in here. Yes, your existence is wasting my time. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so then another Instagram message I got was about um, a dancer in San Diego. She messaged me. Um, she was two weeks ago at a club in San Diego that I work at. We had the church people out there yelling at everyone. Yeah, the church, those church people. <laughs> yelling, church goers. <laughs> yelling at everyone, calling us whores, telling us we were going to burn in hell. They had even posters made. I'm like, who has this kind of time and energy? They were even recording girls as they were walking the club, and I guess they have a YouTube channel, and they out girls. But I don't know what channel it is. Mm. Isn't that disgusting? Yeah. I just couldn't imagine, yeah, like she said, the time and energy to make posters, first off. It's and, just, like, don't you have some jobs? Yeah. And, like, families to attend? <laughs> and it's, you know, the whole thing about church is, like, you are judged by, you know... You're like the god or whatever you believe in. So like, it is not your job to be like, you know, you're you're not one of God's disciples. Like, mm-hmm. back back off. Like, yeah, stay in your like, lane. God God complex. Who is the time? Like, it's not. If religion is something that you really believe in, then I'm pretty sure I could be wrong that it's like him, capital H, who kind of judges you. You know, it's not. It's not your or anybody else's job to mm-hmm. to. Well, I mean, if we're really gonna push get into like religious shit too, God like befriended the prostitutes and like you know yeah. like be a little more Jesus like in your life. Yeah, what would Jesus do, people? <laughs> <laughs> Mary Magdalene, point blank. <laughs> right. So I mean, I just in general, religious or not, like mind your fucking own. Yeah. You know, absolutely. no one's over overdosing on pussy. And that's what I always say. Like if you really want to go like attack, you'll go attack the drug dealers. Like, you know, yeah. who like are like people are dying on it. Like, you know what I mean? Like leave the fucking women with their big ass titties yeah. and their vaginas alone. What a good way to go. Overdosing on pussy. Right? I also think it'd be very awkward to have someone die while they're fucking you. Can you imagine? I thought about this before. I actually think it was awkward. <laughs> But just imagine you're is like, it because you choke guys while you're fucking <laughs> well, I, I cut them, that's why. Die. <laughs> Die, you piece of shit. Uh, one, less fucking. <laughs> so, um, the, what, oh my god, so there's that new movie coming out um, about. Uh, I'm gonna have to fact check this, I'm just absolutely tossing it out of my asshole. Literally, there's no movie, but go on. No, no, it's, it's something where a woman is going back to like. Um, she acts really drunk at a bar. And then takes men home who, like, are basically trying to take advantage of her, but she's not actually drunk. And then just, like, spins the whole thing back around. And I don't know if she murders them or, like, but she pretty much fucks them up. I'm going to have to look at this movie, but um, I'm very excited for it. I fully support this. Who is it? Uh, I'm going to have to look it up. But, yes, it's, like, back to the power. I don't condone murder, but... Love it. <laughs> <laughs> but I hear someone else does it. Uh, no, I fully support that. Um, okay, another thing that came up on Instagram while I've been on my hiatus, or we've been on our hiatus, uh, this girl, 
Her Instagram is Randy with an E. She's amazing. She's um, a stripper, and she her posts are very educational. Um, she's got a great head on her shoulders. Plus, she's fucking gorgeous. I don't know if you know who she is. Um, Maybe if I saw her picture. Yeah, she looks like a fucking pixie. She's so beautiful, so naturally pretty. Is um, she sponsoring us? Why is she getting so much? No, I just want to date her. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, if you're out there, love me. Back off. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Watch me. I know as you like stalking your Instagram. No. <laughs> like a jealous girlfriend. Anyways, Randy, I love you. But yeah, in her post, she made a comment saying, you know, and P.S. like, girls, stop grinding on your boyfriend at the strip club. Yes. And I reposted her thing. And I was like, yes to all of this. And then someone was like, mess- respond. I-, I posted it on my on my feed. And then someone commented being like, why? Just curious. Like, why should girls stop grinding on, on their boyfriends? And I said, um... Well, it's the same as, like, if you went to a restaurant and then brought your own food and, like, tried to cook it in the kitchen. <laughs> you know? It's like, you came yeah. here for someone else's service, and then you're trying to, like, Take do your away from yeah, yeah, and do your own thing, and, and just, it's not the play, time or place. Yeah. And she's like, that's ridiculous. Like, I would never be that way if I was a stripper. I was like, well, I guess you'll never. And I tried, again, be respectful. I hate when my comments like, I would never. You'll never know that you would never unless you actually were. Yeah. You know? So I tried to be respectful, and I was like, well... You know, I guess you can't really say that until you, if you, if you're were a stripper, you don't really know what you'd be like. And then she was like, um, honestly, like, this is why strippers are so fucking annoying. Like, you guys complain about everything. Like, every little thing pisses you guys off. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I get it now. You're a misogynistic man. And I blocked her and deleted her. And then she, yeah. like, messaged me from a different account. I was like, I'm actually a woman. I'm just, like, sick of you, like, fake hoes. You guys are called uh. out, blah, blah, blah. So I posted her thing. Yeah. And blocked her again on her other account. Yeah. And then someone responded and said, the whole lap dance on your boyfriend at strip club is like me going to H&R, and this is a non-dancer, okay? Yeah. The whole lap dance on your boyfriend at strip club is like me going to H&R block and sitting on my laptop using TurboTax. It's disrespectful, and it just gives into the fantasy of being a sex worker, but not actually respecting them or acknowledging that it's their real career. I'm like, yes, girl, good analogy. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, if you guys clearly don't understand why you shouldn't, like, dancing your boyfriend's at a strip club. Like, this isn't a club. This is a strip club. Yeah. Like, if you want to get all, like, nasty on your man, go to a fucking club and do it. Like, ugh, it drives me crazy. Yeah. Like, and I, I love the idea of having a strip club for a couple as, like, a pre, you know, sex kind of tantalizing. Kind of exactly. Thing, yeah. But as soon as you're getting to that point, like, it's time to go home and fuck. Go home. <laughs> No, 100%. Um, have, did you watch the Don't Fuck With Cats documentary? No, but people keep telling me about this. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> You're, like, shedding on my computer. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Um, okay, well, you need to fucking watch it. But there's... It's it's wild. It's a wild ride start to finish. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> 10 out of 10 would recommend. Not Killing Cats. I recommend the movie yeah. and the TV show. Uh, disclaimer. Um, but... They talk about this, and me, I'm just, like, super naive to technology, which I already know I am, but um, you can upload photos onto the site, and it will not, it will date, it will tell you the date and location that that photo was taken. It's called the EXIF site. Ew. E-X-I-F site, which is fucking terrifying for cam girls. Like, and, like, OnlyFans and all that, like, guys can, and women, if they're psycho too, can, like screenshot your photos and upload onto the site and it'll tell you the location like the actual like geographical location of where that photo was taken 
Isn't that terrifying? That's terrifying. Yeah, so I want to mention that just, like, for women to be aware. Um, I didn't look enough into to know how you could, like... Even if you screenshot it? Because then wouldn't it take it from where you were? Exactly, but still, like, do you don't want someone knowing that you live in Vancouver? No, but I'm saying, like, if you, like, if I screenshotted a cam girl, wouldn't it take it from my location? No, so I think, yeah, so I think you need to, like like save the image on your computer right 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 which isn't hard like on OnlyFans yeah. you can very much easily like right click save photo like yeah whatever um I think I don't know I've never saved girls photos I'm not fully aware but <sighs> so just only sometimes <laughs> just yours <laughs> and Randy's <laughs> this girl if she ever listens yeah, like she's, she's a psycho so this would be the changer and be like I'm Red scared kidding <laughs> my god I don't want to make sweet I love to you <laughs> I open my locker, it's like her photo. <laughs> that would be so funny. But anyways, yeah, so ladies, be careful. Um, if anyone knows more about it, of how you can kind of um, protect yourself more with that site and how to, like, ensure that if you can, like, transfer your photos to something else before uploading yeah. them or something like that to, like, kind of um, put off your location, uh, feel free to write in. I'm, I'm very curious about it. It's something I really was not aware of, and clearly you weren't either. No. So, clearly, <laughs> clearly, you don't know shit at all. Okay, so this is going to be a trigger warning about rape and sexual assaults. Um, I don't know if you like. I have I mentioned before. I have a, um, a WhatsApp chat that I run with another sex worker. And yeah. it's a, called like the Blacklist Group, and we yeah we talk about you guys. We talk about all you bitches. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, we. It's open to other girls to post in and, you know, if they have a bad experience with a part, like um, a client or just any person in general, whether it be another girl, and it's like a danger to their safety or a time waster, mm-hmm. they put on that there to protect other women, other sex workers. And there's this one guy. Can we name him, though? Because I'm pretty sure we could get done for, like... Oh, I'm not going to name him. Okay, cool. No. Even though I, I fully reading fucking... reading notes of them, I'm like... Ooh. I fully fucking want to. Yeah. Anyways, um, if you there's been, like, an, if you want to know, message us. Yeah, you can in the industry and <laughs> Yeah, you're in the industry. I have no problem telling you which guys to avoid. But, or if you want to be in the blacklist group. Um, but, yeah, so there has been, I feel like, a lot of men lately that have been sexually assaulting sex mm-hmm. workers. And um, this, and it's crazy when one girl posts something, a bad experience with a guy, and how many other girls, like, I had the same experience, I had the same experience. Yeah. So these aren't, like, a one-off, and, like, people making excuses, like, oh, you're drunk. Like, I don't, I don't give a fuck if someone's drunk, it's fucked out of their mind. Like, yeah, you know where you touch their bodies, you know where you do anything to mm-hmm. them. And the fact that they, like, are doing it to repeated women is fucking disgusting. Yeah, and this was the same guy that was saying it was his kink, right? Like, he was using BDSM as... Yeah. As an excuse, which is just so disgusting and yeah. just, like, puts such a bad light on, like, the actual kink community. Yes, community, which is very is, much about consent. Exactly. Yeah. And um, so I just want a little, just like, just a little, like, um, PSA. If you don't feel comfortable going to the cops, which a lot of sex workers don't for very obvious reasons, um, even when my experience of my ex-boyfriend um, really badly abused me, um, when I went to the cops about it, mm-hmm. I... It, the entire thing was inappropriate. The cop, like, interviewed me in my home, and it was just him by himself, and he was barely asking me about my statement about my boyfriend. He fixated on me being a cam girl and what I do online and how much I make and what I do for the cameras and kept asking very invasive Oof. questions. And I was 22, 
23. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I fully understand I'll mind to the cops. And I would, if it is a possibility, if you know where that guy works, to reach out to their work and tell them the story. You don't need to, you don't need to say why you were together. You don't need to say, oh, I'm a prostitute or, oh, yeah. I'm, I know he hired me for a PR party. You don't need to disclose that. You can just say, you know, I, I was with this man and he did this to me. Like, yeah. the focus isn't on you. You didn't do anything wrong, you know? Yeah. So... I would and recommend I three other women who are yeah, willing to pull I would recommend off and especially if you can story. if you can get together other women who have the same experience. I would highly recommend reaching out to his employer and saying, just so you know, this is who you have representing your company. Yeah. Especially if they're promoting their work online, which this guy does. He works for a car dealership and he is very open about promoting the car dealership he works for. And that's exactly what I said the girls to do. I said, I don't care if you know his girlfriend, I don't care whatever, reach out to his yeah. his work and say this is who you have promoting you on social media and this is the uh, this is what he's done to multiple women. Um, because there needs to be some kind of um, justice and whether and I mean nothing will ever undo what someone did to you. Yeah. But I do think people need to start getting the message that they're not just gonna get away with it. Whether it's Absolutely. like whether it's the actual um, cops and like our legal system that take comes into effect or it's just them losing their job yeah or being reprimanded in some fucking way no I completely agree and it just reminds me like I like I can hear some people thinking oh but you know it'll ruin his life but rape ruins people's exactly. lives sexual assault yeah. ruins it for for an inamountable oh yeah I 100% agree but it reminded me of the story of um, a friend I had who in high school, like, one of the teachers was really inappropriate to her. Mm -hmm. And she went to kind of the dean and was like, okay, like, if you want to report this, this is fine, but, like, it'll ruin his life. It'll ruin his marriage. It'll he didn't ruin care his... that it ruined yeah, my life. You exactly. Know? So, bullshit. I don't care. And also yeah. just comments like that. Why are you trying to silence someone? Do you know how much Absolutely. courage it takes to even tell your story? For them to have be met with, like, ooh, do you really want to? Or, like, what did you do? Or, like, victim blame. I think it's totally. fucking disgusting. Absolutely. And I think that people need to be held accountable. 100%. Um, and, yeah, as we said, like, you message one group and, you know, you put that post on your Instagram a while ago um, sharing your story about sexual assault and you had so many replies. Like, it's it, it's, it could be noise and it should be noise. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. So what you're talking about, um, back in the end of January, I made a post. I had had a nightmare. I've been sexually uh, raped, sexually assaulted, raped, whatever you want to call it, um, when I was 19 mm -hmm. by a, um, in quotes, popular guy. Um, but yeah, I was at a house party with a guy that I had a crush on, and the house party had ended, and we were alone, and we were kissing, mm -hmm. and he... Like, kind of joked it off. Me like, give me head. Like, haha. And I was like, no. And he's like, well, you're fucking teased. And if you don't, I'm just going to rape you anyway. Or I'm just going to force you. I can't remember oh. exactly the word he used. Anyways, so when I finally told people about it, what had happened. Yeah. He'd already gone around bragging people that I had, like, done this with him. And I lived in a very small town in Abbotsford. So, um, you know, a story gets around fast. And, um... I remember my friends being like, well, he's, like, at least he's handsome. At least he's popular. And, like, um, one of the comments was, like, well, you knew he was, like, the shitty twin. And I also got, like, how much did you drink? Why were you alone with him? Blah, blah, blah. And so I just stopped talking to people about it because I just yeah. knew, like, 
I why am I reliving this and like telling people about it and then when, having to defend yourself and then having to defend it. myself and just made to feel like shit about it. So, anyways, the other night I had had a nightmare about it. I was like, I haven't thought about this in that much detail, like in a long mm-hmm. time. It's ten years, almost ten years ago now. Um, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna throw it out there because I, you know, I do think I have some kind of connection with people on social media, especially girls in my industry. And females in general. And um, I think, like, for every, like, story I have a sexual assault, there's, like, hundreds of other women who have, like, similar experiences. So um, I just threw it out there. Just, like, one, like, therapeutic for me to just kind of be like, hey, like, this is my story. Yeah. And also, too, I feel like, I think, like, we talked about eating disorder. When other people talk to you about things like that and you start to get your story out there and people are connecting with it, it's like, oh, I'm not alone. And it's not, it's not my fault. Like, this is very rampant. This happens to a lot of people. And I got such an influx of um, women messaging me, and all types of women too. Like some I knew personally, some I didn't know. Um, different ages, different ages when the attack happened. Uh, different. I had a man reach out to and say he had been assaulted by a woman. I had um, very devout Christian uh, women reach out to me, atheist, agnostic, whatever. Different religions. Different. Yeah. One was a virgin. Uh, for several were virgin. They have it. Several were sober. Some were drunk. Some were children um some are raped by family members you know everything i only posted i think uh, around like 25 of the stories but i got yeah. a, a fuck ton more and um and it's it's all sad you know whether you're six or 60 you're drunk or sober you're a virgin or experienced anytime a woman is violated it's an honestly i truly believe it's an attack on all women because mm-hmm. what you're saying is women are not worthy like they're not worth anything they're at your disposal they're your property you can do what they you want to their body and with no care for the repercussions and i think yeah i think an attack on any woman is attack on all women and i think that's why it's so important especially as women to not question another woman like that and say well how much were you drinking yeah um i think like i know it might sound cheesy but like that kind of sisterhood of being like hey i hear you and i'm here for you and i stand with you and um I think when we let it go without demanding justice for ourselves and other women, um, we're telling telling women that we're that we're not valued in society. Um, and I know it's not a one day thing, and I know posting that isn't going to suddenly change. But I think the the feedback I got from a lot of people was like, "Wow, I didn't realize how common it was, or I didn't realize that so many other women had felt the same things I felt, or you know, it was therapeutic for me to even tell my story." And um, I just think there needs to be more safe spaces where women can come forward with things when they want to. I do. I also, yeah. also on the same side of that coin, I don't think it's fair to tell a woman, well, you should have told people because you don't know how someone goes through their trauma. You don't know what's best for someone else. Like, I think it can be very toxic to say, well, if you had told people, he would have done it to someone else. Um, and you just don't know how outing yourself as a victim or speaking up as a victim is going to affect the victim's life. Right. Like, there's a lot of times where, um, you know, it's it's obviously really traumatic for everyone, but, like, to go through a trial where the chances of winning something like that are super small, having to relive it, having to, like, get your face and your voice, everything out there, it's just, like, it can be a lot. Mm-hmm. Lot, and you just don't know how that's going to affect the person if they want to go through all of that like it's just not fair to to again put the blame on the victim but in another way yeah and I think like instead of saying no you should have done this I think we should need our focus needs to be 
what can we change so people feel safer in coming forward? Totally. Um, rather than, like, damning them for not doing it. Exactly. And then it's also super um, disheartening when you hear about how many uh, rape kits are going untested. Yeah. What is uh, And there is somewhere that... I'm just going to plug this. There is somewhere you can donate. I'm gonna, I'll get you to link it on the Instagram. I can't remember what it's called, but you can donate to, like, getting those uh, rape, rape tests uh, tested. Because mm-hmm. they just sit. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, women, these women who, you know, have gotten the goal to come out and speak about it are just not getting justice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, for sure. Um, another thing I think people don't necessarily understand is rape. Um, not so much. I think I think when someone does something bad, I think they know they're done something bad. I, I, it hurt me how many times I got messages from women saying, I don't think he knew it was rape. I, I'm fairly certain if you have half a brain you know when someone does not want to do something with you and you are pressuring them yeah i think it's it's very rare that someone's that like ignorant that they think like you know forcing your dick in someone's mouth was consensual or pressuring them like well i'm here now let's just do it like no you know that's not consensual the fact that you had to like barter or like beg them Mm -hmm. um negates any kind of consensual sense of it but um men taking off condoms during sex. I've had several women reach out to me saying that happened to them, both sex workers and non-sex workers. That is rape. You did not consent to that someone being in you without protection. And they did that without your knowledge or with ill intent and it wasn't discussed and that that is rape and you have every right to go forward with prosecution on something like that. And don't let anyone tell you that, you know, well, you were having sex with them consensually, so it's not rape. No, you did not. You consented to safe sex. Yeah, absolutely. So I just want women to hear that, too. Even if you know it already, it's sometimes nice to hear it again that, like, you have my blessing to go forward and, like, and that it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so enough of the heavy stuff. <laughs> 2020 starting off heavy. Yeah, oh my goodness. <laughs> but we only. Sorry, but, yes. but you know, like I don't think we need to say sorry because these things need to be talked about. And I think you know, as as heavy as they are, there is that positive look of like, hey, look, like you are struggling with an eating disorder, and a lot of women do. And there's that beauty in knowing that like other women are feeling what you're feeling, mm-hmm. and like you're connecting with people, and like that you're seeking help, and that's an amazing thing. And yes, rape is fucking terrible, and it's it's hard to talk about. Um, and it, in a perfect world, it would never happen, and there'd be justice all the time for it. But the fact that we've been talking about it, what a positive thing that is. Yeah, that women absolutely. are strong enough to say, hey, I was violated, and I'm still an amazing person, and I'm still here, and I've survived it, and I'm healing. And, you know, so I don't think when we talk about heavy things, it needs to be a negative thing. The topics are negative, yes, but yeah. I think talking about it is positive. No, I completely agree. Um Okay, so listener questions. They've been um, accumulating whilst we were, while my titties were getting fixed. Yeah, it and, does. And Brie was slacking off at work. So, <laughs> studying very hard. Hard to say. <laughs> um, okay, first question. Hey, love, any tips for sugar daddies? There's a man that I want, that wants to be mine and would like to grab dinner and drinks tonight. I've never had one before, and I'm curious about setting boundaries and safety tips. Um... I, I mean, I have so many, so many follow-up questions. Like, did he come to you saying, I want to be your sugar daddy, here is the sugar I will be offering? Um, because I think that you could, that like, that could just be a discussion that you guys have 
over a paid dinner. And if he's not going to pay that dinner, then that kind of gives you an idea about what he's actually looking to give sugar for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and always go to a, uh, just safety tips, always go to a public place. Always let somebody know where you're going and any details that you have. Uh, pass on phone numbers, pass on uh, pictures. Um, I know me and you have shared like our location on Google Maps before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just like an expected time that you would be finishing or just a check-in time yeah. as well. Um, boundaries, I think that's just something that like, I-, I can't tell you what your boundaries are. You know what they are, but just be upfront about it. Just be, like, point blank, these are my boundaries. Um, Because if he's not going to respect those boundaries or is looking for something more, then you know know right away. And you don't have to, you know, your boundaries can change over time. And that can always be a discussion. But I would just be really upfront about what you are looking for, what your boundaries are. And if he's hesitant or not um, okay with that, then it's, it might not be worth it, to be Mm -hmm. honest. No, I completely agree. Um, well, congratulations on your potential sugar daddy. Yes, get it, queen. Uh, the first and foremost thing, if you're the sugar you're providing involves, it's a, in sexual in nature, which they don't aren't always. If they are, use condoms, even for head. Like that's something I'm gonna continually stress um, because throat cancer is a real fucking thing, and it mm-hmm. actually does happen. You have no clue if he has HPV. Um, most men do not show symptoms for that. You don't know this person. Even if you know people, a lot of people don't, don't disclose their, um, sexual health. Good so always use condoms. Date the STI clinic. <laughs> <laughs> Get Grab your blood coffee. drawn together. Yeah. <laughs> um, for when you're starting to do sex work that's outside the club, or even inside the club, I recommend getting a second phone, or at least a, uh, burner app. Um, text me, I think, is one still that works, or as an mm-hmm. app. That way you're just... Um, even for your mental state that you're physically separating yourself from your sex work, that one phone is directly for sex work and you have a number for that. Uh, get a second email used for e-transfers with your work name attached to it and not your real information. So, um, because, uh, yes, a lot of people like to do cash, but there are times when you'll take an e-transfer and having a, um, work email with your fake work name attached is, um, is a good safety tip. Yeah. Um, always as... As Riley said, always, always meet in public to vet them and to go over prices and boundaries um, because there is nothing as easily bruised as a man's ego or a man not getting what he wants can become very hostile. Mm-hmm. So you do not want to be alone in a hotel room when you start telling him, hey, we need to use condoms. Hey, I don't do anal sex. Like, and Or you won't do sex at all. Whatever your boundaries are, express those in a safe public place. Um also in that same breath when you're meeting them like riley said make sure a friend or a trusted person knows your location knows what time you're meeting them uh knows what time you should be done meeting them at have them call in and check on you at that point when they know you're supposed to be done and also if you're i would recommend not getting in a car with someone you don't know if they arrive in a car i would recommend having whatever reason to go outside and uh take a screenshot of their license plate and sending it to that friend as well yeah um because they may have given you a fake name and um all that so 
And just just to clarify, like these are all also really good tips for any online dating, like Tinder, Bumble, mm-hmm. uh, sexual assault, anything like that does not just happen to sex know, with, a, with yes. a sugar sugar dating. App. Yes, of course, and for if, sure. If you are not okay with telling anyone, or you know, you want to be uh, discreet about you know going on this dating thing, then like hit me or Danny up, and we'll mm-hmm. do the best we can. You know, like we can't be there for everyone, but hell if we can be like mm-hmm. well just someone to you know check in make sure you're okay someone right. that like you know that somebody has these details that if shit goes sideways right you have some ammo yeah and this is a perfect example of why secrecy is dangerous like um i i completely understand not wind out yourself being a sex worker like you said like reach out to us me and riley are not going to out you um you can just tell us what area code you're in so we can contact authorities of wherever you are if need be um but yeah, um, secrecy is dangerous, and for that exact reason, if you're secret on where you're going or what you're doing or who you're with, no one can know if something goes wrong. So whether that just be one person you tell, um, I strongly encourage you to have one person you trust mm-hmm. that you can disclose Absolutely. information to. Um, what else do I have here? Uh, don't let them tell you your prices or boundaries. Tell them what you've decided on and stick to them. Um, even if one guy doesn't like them, another guy will respect those. So. You just really have to weed out through the cheap, shitty, disrespectful assholes. Unfortunately, there's a lot of them. Um, If you're going to go on vacations with them down the line, get to know them first. And even then, I would recommend uh, bringing a friend because um, it can be very dangerous going on trips with someone. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend trying to get a friend um, to come with you if, if you're adamant about going on trips. Always let someone you trust know the name of the guy you're meeting. It, again, it may be a fake name, so... Um, okay, bring photos, send photos. Yeah, send photos of who you think you're going to be meeting, and then also, like I said, try to snag a photo of whatever car he showed up in and the license plate. Uh, if possible, ask for references from other past sugar babies. I do recommend you take them with kind of a grain of salt. He could have paid other girls to say good things about him. Who knows? But it is something that has been very prominent in the industry for prostitutes um, to check in with Johns with other prostitutes. Mm -hmm. Um, And first first and foremost, and lastly, I guess, uh, always trust your gut. No amount of money is worth your health and safety. And I think we really tend to downplay our intuition as um, just thinking we're too paranoid or thinking like, oh, it could be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it can also be really bad. So I think definitely like, I'm, I'm sure I've missed out on a lot of money in my, in, my, in my career because I just didn't feel right. But I've also probably sidestepped a lot of dangerous situations because I was right. And yeah. you know what? I'm okay taking that gamble of losing money for the peace of mind of, hey, I got home safe. Yeah. You know, and, so you know, this comes from a place of privilege as well, but try to never be in the position where you, you can't say no. Exactly. Yeah. Like we, we, I've expressed this many, many times. That's why being money smart is, is such a um, asset in this mm-hmm. industry because if your bills are already paid and you know that – and meeting up with a sugar daddy is just helping you get ahead. You're not stressed to say, this is not for me. This is not okay. Yeah. Because you know your bills are good. Um, but once you get to that point where you're like, fuck, I need this to make bills, you'll start letting your boundaries slide. You'll start letting someone, you know, um, do things that you're not okay with. And, and they'll read that and they'll push those boundaries. So, yeah, no, yeah always trust your gut um, for sure. Also, go through the episodes highlight on my on the 50 Plus Tip Instagram 
And um, there are some recorded episodes that covers a lot of the questions too. So um, I record a few episodes that focused on sugar babies and how to be smart and safe in the industry. And one was episode, episode three, which is the sugar baby interview. Episode six is the baby stripper interview, and it includes boundaries and safety tips. And then episode 18 is an interview with um, stripper, Strip by Sia, who has a lot of experience as a sugar baby. So definitely also um, don't hesitate to go through the highlights on the Instagram because I do keep the, um, it, the episode int- overview as well. So you can quickly look through and see where your question might be answered in another episode as well. But good luck with your sugar daddy. I hope it's passed by now because you sent this in a little while ago. So I hope it went well. I'll check in with you again. Let us know. Yeah. Okay, so next question. Hey, girl, I have a question. I'm setting up a sugar daddy date in New York City. Previously met him in Vancouver, and he paid me to take a night off at work. I'm trying to make it clear that I'm not open for extras but still want to get paid. How would you respond to this? If you have the time, I'd really appreciate it. So this was a question. Yeah, well, I've... Oh, we're not done. She sent us their text exchange. Okay, awesome. Okay. Um, how's money looking for you? Oh, actually, let's do it this way. You're the guy and I'm the girl. <laughs> All right. Uh, how's Monday looking for you? No plan so far. Okay, let's do dinner at least. Yeah, sure. Same thing as last time, but this time you can show me the place you love. Ha 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 ha. Last time we went to a coffee shop. Think we can step it up. What do you have in mind? I'll get us a dinner spot. Don't you worry. Question is, are we hanging or what? Dot, dot, dot. So for me, if I wanted him to pay me, I would tell him I planned to audition or work a club each night I was in New York City. Because then he might be thinking that you're in New York City, you have all the free time. He already offered for you to miss work when you're in Vancouver, so he clearly understands that idea. Yeah. I would try to push that idea in New York as well. So I would say, I'm planning, it's more of a work trip, I'm planning to work, even if you're not working in New York. Planning to work, an audition, um, at each club. Yeah. Wow, did I just totally miss the fact that this was in New York? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... So it'd be like, I was meant for me a work trip if you haven't told him it was already a vacation. Yeah. Or decide you change your mind and you're going to be working. And then, um, again, if he hasn't already agreed to pay you, I usually would say something like, oh, I know the money part is awkward, so let's just get this out of the way. Um, I'll, like, put the my purse between us, and you can just slip the money in um, as soon as we sit down. It's just out of the way, and we can just enjoy the time together. Yeah. You or some kind of other way of slyly mentioning the payment component without it being a question. Yeah. So then it's it's showing, hey, I'm assuming you're paying. Like, I, hey, so I know the money's awkward. I'll just put my purse between me and you can slip it in when I sit down and then we can enjoy the dinner. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, how, that's how I usually say it. Um, yeah, it's pretty good that, like, he uh, has already paid for your time in Vancouver, so he knows. Mm-hmm. Um, you could also just be like, great, same as last time, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. To I would that- try not to make it a question. No, yeah, like, same as last time. But, like, you same, know what I mean? Same as last time. Yeah, same price as last time. Like, yeah, yeah. Just I try to make a question because it makes it seem like there's wiggle room. Yeah, but then so I just usually say, yeah, like, okay, so like I'll put my purse down and you'll do this. Yeah, like, I say like this is what's happening, you know. Um, but I guess like if you phrase it as a question, then you get like a yes, I'm willing to do this, or no, I'm not willing to do this as well. Well, I think with the purse thing, like it is like a, you're gonna have to acknowledge like you're either yeah. putting money in my purse, or you're not putting money in my purse. Because if they yeah. say, okay, then that's an agreement that they're putting what, money in Watch him just reply, like, reply with a ha-ha-ha. <laughs> I would just send yeah, it again. Yeah. 
on my phone. On my phone. I'd be like, oh, my phone's not working. I, I missed your response to that. Here's the question again. Fucking again. But I'm a little more aggressive than the average person. Yeah. So I guess. Uh, I guess with the last statement, are we hanging? Is he trying to subtly ask, like, is it just dinner? Are we hanging after? Yeah. You know? Uh, so, f- for me, because sex work is a gray area legally, I try not to express those kind of things over text. Yeah. And also because she's already expressed that she is not interested in doing extras, she hasn't told him that, I would avoid that topic. Um I would say, oh, I, yeah, um, I love hanging with you. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to enjoy that dinner. I yeah, love, I love absolutely. hanging with you. Yeah, and I would then love to have you made it in this gray area where when you show up and you do the dinner and he pays you at the end of it, you're like, I loved hanging out with you. Yeah. So that it makes it seem like you thought that was the hangout and yeah. that you weren't trying to like manipulate him and you're not running out like you generally thought that's what you came to do and like you did your part. Um, it just you just get really good at how to word things mm-hmm. in a sense that everything's kind of ambiguous. And then you can play it how you want to. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So. Uh, no, absolutely. If if you are absolutely you know no extras, first of all, stick to that. Like, don't have too many drinks, and like just so that you know you keep your boundaries mm-hmm. because you know. And to the the benefit of being out in New York City with friends is you can have your friend show up at the bar when it's coming near an end yes, to the date absolutely. and say when he goes, oh, why is your friend here? I'd be like, oh, babe, like you knew I was traveling together with her, like. We got experience in our city while we're here. I promised her I wouldn't be gone from her the whole night. Yeah. You know, um, there's a million different things you could say that would make sense that doesn't look like you're... And it's just, though, your tone, and you're like, oh, I didn't understand. Like, yeah. you know, you can you can play very dumb um, and seem and come off genuine. Yeah, no, absolutely. So good luck with your date in New York. Yeah. Uh, hi, Danny. Question for you. What should potential clients look for to ensure they are purchasing from authentic sex workers scam and not scams or RCMP? How do you prove your authenticity to new potential clients to meet online? Uh, this is not something that I am super versed in, but I did have a little think about it. And if you are a John who is looking to hire um, some company, then go on a paid date. You know, like extend that offer to be like, hey, we'd love to have lunch, coffee, dinner, whatever you want uh, with you. I will give you X amount of money for that time. And let's discuss um, a future relationship or a future um, contract, basically. And then, you know, once you're face to face with someone, you can have a pretty good feel of whether they're uh, actually in the industry or not. Um but I don't know. I mean, it's it's risky. It's risky on both sides. There's I know there's a lot of stings that happen, um, and I am definitely not. Uh, that's not my area of expertise to tell you how how you can tell or not. I wouldn't know. Um, do you have what do you have to say on that? Um, yeah. So to be honest, yes, in our legal system, buying sex is what's illegal, not selling it. So. If you if that were to be really the goal of the of the legal system, they would be targeting clients. Do I think they really do target clients? No, I think they target sex workers. <laughs> I think that they I think they leave the men completely alone. Um, I think they more often pretend to be clients to trap sex workers. I've personally never heard of a client being trapped unless it's for underage uh, mm-hmm. underage sex. So I don't really think you need to be that cautious. But if you're worried. 
I'd recommend maybe perhaps visiting an actual brick and mortar um, brothel or a sex work location rather than online. So strip clubs, erotic massage, parlors, brothels, if your city has them, because um, they're more regulated and, and all that. Uh, I have a friend who is a frequent client of sex workers, and I asked him the question because I feel like it would be more his realm of knowledge. Yeah. And this is what he had to say. If he's looking for a sexual encounter by the hour or multi-hour, then tell him to just go on um, an online site. Like, previously used to be back, back pages, which isn't anymore. Even though it technically is illegal to, in quotes, purchase sex because they are receiving donations for their time, anything that happens between two consenting adults during said time is not part of the donation. It allows Johns to skirt around silly legalities. Most escorts will state that in their ads in RCMP and VPD, don't waste time and resources on setting up sting operations to make arrests that won't amount to anything. As for authenticity, a website has verified and unverified users and escorts, but even if a girl is unverified, that just means that she hasn't verified her photos. Kind of like getting a blue check on your Twitter or Instagram, but the sex worker version. The best way is if he finds a profile he likes, he should visit PERB, which is P-E-R-B, stands for Pacific Escort Review Board, and enter her name, and there will be tons of reviews about her service, looks, personality, sexual skills, and services offered, etc., as far as him proving himself, most girls don't ask for references, but some might require an, an e a reference and an e-transfer deposit, especially if booking longer sessions. And he said, thank you for coming to my sex worker TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. I mean, that's definitely going to be more solid advice than I can give you. It's not really my area of expertise. So, next question. I sell nudes to get by. Is there anything I should do to make more money? I mean, I wanted to become a stripper, but I'm five months pregnant and, st and I'm starting to show. So, um, if you are comfortable, yeah. um, selling nudes too, like, I think it's, it used to be very lucrative to sell nudes um, through yourself, but now there are sites like Patreon, OnlyFans, yeah. Avian, many, many vids, um... There's fucking tons of them. So I would find whatever one you like, whatever format you like, whatever, you know, payout you like. And that's how I would probably recommend mm -hmm. promoting yourself and um, selling your photos. And then um, Twitter and Instagram by for promoting yourself is huge. Yeah, and go back to the people who have bought your nudes previously. Yeah, yeah. And definitely push, your, push yourself, um, push your ads that way through social media and directing them to your patreon or whatever you, site you decide to use also since you mentioned you're pregnant pregnancy porn and pregnancy fetishes are fucking huge they're mm -hmm. huge men love pregnant women uh, i was actually literally just talking to a girlfriend of mine about her boyfriend who likes pregnant women and she's asked him before you know why are you so into pregnant women and he said you know i feel like that's like the peak of a woman's like womanhood is like this like fertility moment where they're creating, Goddess, creating life yeah. and like and i think that's a beautiful way to look at it and it's very true and from women that i've heard being pregnant it's very empowering to know you're you know you're creating life in you um and men get a little erection with it so <laughs> um if you're comfortable putting your pregnant body out there i definitely think you could find some niche out there for that and look at different um fetish sites that might cater to pregnant women and definitely like look into that venture mm -hmm. but yeah what do you think no i completely agree i think that uh Pregnancy porn or pregnancy fetishes are definitely a niche market that can be tapped into. Um, yeah, and, you know, once 
once you've had your had your baby, like if you want to be a stripper, do it for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, we have three more questions. Next. Hello, love your podcast, and as an aspiring stripper escort, it's been a great educational resource, not to mention just super entertaining, and I hope your recovery is going well. Thank you, it is. Uh, my question is, as a very intelligent, highly educated woman... <laughs> Did you write this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Beautiful, stunning, amazing. amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyways, I'll, re- I'll re-say this. <laughs> My question is, as a very intelligent, highly educated woman, do you usually share your credentials with clients or dumb yourself down? I know everyone is different and you have to read the situation, but generally, do men like to think of sex workers they hire as damsels in distress and or feel intimidated when they have as much or more education than them? Or do they find a turn on? I have a degree with a fairly from a fairly prestigious university and a very respectful vanilla job. I'm a teacher. And I'm wondering if this is something that there's an asset or and something I could share or something I should downplay and hide. Thank you. Um yeah, so this is obviously something that we both deal with mm-hmm. and it kind of depends on who your, you know, persona is, if you have a persona and what your market is. Mm-hmm. So for me, as I said, I like the club I work at, I sell time. Like time is where I get my most uh, my most money, my, my best clients. So I like to, like, I'm a, I'm studying at uni. I'm doing a bachelor of science majoring in statistics. So something that's kind of, uh, you know, uh, intellect based for sure. But you know, I'm like really smart. I'm like (laughs) super smart guys. (laughs) Um, no, but, uh, I like to play the kind of smart, but not too smart. So usually intimidating. Exactly. I don't want to, I don't want to make... They They still need to be the man. Like, they need to feel like they're... Uh, they can teach me a thing or two, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I like to pick a major which isn't um, characteristically thought of as, like, majorly high IQ. So, like, I stay away from anything math-based or engineer-based. Anything I thought like you said math. <laughs> <laughs> Not so math. <laughs> Definitely out. Too no, um, I usually go with, like, a, a Bachelor of Communications or Business or... Um, uh, teaching as well is a really good one, education or nursing. Anything that's kind of maternal seems to be really good as well. Because uh, if you're selling time, you want to be, you, I don't want to dumb myself down because, you know, if I'm spending an hour, two hours with a client, I need to keep them engaged. We need to, they need to know that we can have a, a an educational or a, at least a, you know, meaningful conversation without them having to feel like they need to entertain kind of that ditzy blonde. Like, that's just not what I kind of go for. Um, And I feel like being in university, um, it gives them a sense of they're helping you get through this degree, um, which can be a really good kind of uh, uh, edge to play as well because they're like, oh, you know, she's just a struggling student and, like, I want to help her, like, get her education. Like, it's, yeah. it's I find it, it works for me and, and my uh, style of selling really well. But, yeah, I just kind of go for something that's um, a little bit uh, more... Breezy. Breezy. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, though. But, yeah, exactly. Um, though there has been some customers where I have told them that I study statistics and we've had really great conversations and it's bought me a lot of time. So you kind of have to feel out who your customer is. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Well, I think first off, like, 
I'm super glad you're enjoying the podcast and that you're finding it both entertaining and educational. Uh, for like to answer your question, I think I, like Riley just said, it comes down to your own style and the type of clients you want to have or mm-hmm. the ones that you are most appealing to. So personally, like I cannot stand playing the dams in distress role. I find it very um, emotionally draining to be on an act the whole time. So I simply don't do it. Um, that being said, I also don't go ahead and mention my standings or my education unless it comes up in a convo or I want to put someone down. Like if someone's being a smart ass, I'm like, here, listen to your little fuck. And then, uh, and then I'll like, let me tell you, the ways you know, than you. yeah, let me tell you all the ways I'm so much better at life than you. Um, which is usually, yeah, the latter. But, um, I find that when you're appealing to an older crowd, especially old money, they like a put-together educated woman. It sells better. Mm-hmm. Like, I find for me, at least, if you can carry a conversation well, like, old money, I think, appreciates that more. Um, and, you know, sometimes if I don't feel like talking about like, psychology or legality stuff, um, I'll say I'm a yoga, yoga instructor. Yeah. Because I am Bending. a certified instructor, <laughs> right? So just because I'm not actually teaching right now. It's a very, um, yeah, it's flexible. It, 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 it draws attention to your body, which is usually yeah. a very selling feature. Yeah, they have these, like, images in their head. <laughs> um, you know, it's a very, like, uh, soft, sweet, but sexy kind of role yeah. to play, right? Plus, I can talk on it. So I think that's an important thing when you're going to say you're something. You kind of need to be a little educated in it because if, say, oh, say you're saying, you know, I'm a school teacher. And they're like, oh, so am I. What district are you in? Dude, okay, and you're that, like, that happened to me. I like threw out nurse and a panic, and they're like, oh, like someone asked me all these questions about it, and I was like, I had to backpedal so hard. You're like, well, I'm not really a nurse. Yeah, I was like, okay, but like I only do it part time, so I'm only in like my first year of nursing, and they're like, oh, so when do you do your practicum? And I was like, I fucked myself. You're like that also. I was like, I don't think I'm gonna do that. It wasn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm just realizing I'm gonna drop out, and now I'm quitting. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now I have one girlfriend in particular, who has an engineering PhD. Yeah. And um, she's super petite and blonde, and she's super bubbly, so she plays that dumb blonde role. Yeah. Um, and she says she's a hairdresser, and she, like, giggles along <laughs> and, like, bats her eyelashes, and it fucking works for her, right? Um, so I don't think there's really, like, a safe and easy answer. Um, in my experience, the frat boy and perhaps maybe a lower-educated or maybe a blue-collar worker, they like the more approachable, bubbly girl. It mm-hmm. goes over better with them. And then the older businessmen tend to like the more, in quotes, educated woman Yeah, um, that can converse better. But I think, yeah, I think it truly depends on you and um, what you're like and the clientele you're attracting and the clientele you want to attract. And it all plays kind of into um, all that to your advantage. Yeah. Um, and also what you want to sell. Like, if you yeah. just want to sell a couple of dances, like, maybe the bubbly, bubbly yeah. is going to work. Selling but if time, you want to sell two hours, you're going to have to be able to hold a conversation about yeah. a lot more than the weather. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, next question. Is sex work fun? Like, what's the most fulfilling part of it? Yes, it is. Um, it's great. Like, especially as a student, I love the flexibility in the hours. The money is really good. Um, I have, I'm just a lot less stressed financially than a lot of my friends, which I'm super privileged about. Um, and you just meet such dope people. Did you just look at my notes? No, why is that exactly <laughs> what I said? Why is that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've met some really amazing, uh, empowering sexually a like awoken woman and I just wouldn't have done that 
Danny's looking at me like The kids yeah. want sexually woke, actually. Sorry, Not sorry. sexually awoken. <laughs> sorry, woke. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. I just feel so privileged with the, the people that I've surrounded myself with and um, being in tuned with my sexuality and my womanhood and finding a place to express that for a profit. Like, yes, please. <laughs> Are you fucking with you? You're literally looking at my notes, right? I'm not. <laughs> okay. So my notes. <laughs> she didn't write any notes. She's just trying to take my answer. <laughs> Lies. So my note was the money and time to myself. That I meet dope-ass women. And that I profit off the male gaze. You're such a little fuck. <laughs> I didn't. The lies. But it is true. Like, no, these are all things that we find in it. No, for sure. Um, financial stress is huge for a lot of people, no matter your age. Um, especially living in Vancouver. Like, I just, like my rent, like, is insane. And no one with a square job could afford that. Yeah. Um, especially at my age. Like, even at 28. 24. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, you went real true. <laughs> 21. Uh, oh, no, 16. <laughs> Riley just really creepily whispered fetus <laughs> in case you didn't catch it. <laughs> Ew. Uh, hey. Don't yuck someone's <laughs> True. Uh, ew. <laughs> okay. Anyways, Riley's cut off. She has to go study her. <laughs> um, no, but it's true, right? Like, gather yourself. Uh, but it is true. Like, the money, I I don't really, when I was younger, I really wanted to be a lawyer, and my entire goal was to never have a family, and my career, no, yeah, I never wanted a family, and I really wanted my career to be my be-all, end-all. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I was like, I started having the more, like, philosophical thoughts being, like, you know, what's the point of breathing and, like, living a life if I'm just, like, grinding every fucking day and I die? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what's the fucking point? So then that's kind of why I stopped doing so many square jobs. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I make great money with what I do and I actually can live a life. I can afford yeah. to go on trips. I can afford to go out for dinners with my friends. I can afford to buy myself things I want to buy. I can afford the, like, apartment I want to live in, like... And that's not the point of living. Like, I could, you know, experience what I want to experience now and um, and doing a job I enjoyed while doing it. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, definitely the money and the time I have to do with what I want. And I've just met so many fucking amazing women um, in this industry that are so strong and capable and loving and gorgeous inside and out. Um, I met more amazing people in this industry than I ever did as a paralegal, as, um, in any of my volunteer work and like in even university, like it's just, yeah, it's, um, like tenfold. And then also just the idea of profiting off the male gaze, um, which we've talked about a lot in this podcast. Um, I've always been someone who got uh, attention from men. That's not a cocky thing to say. It's true. Um, and how great is that to be like, you know what, like I, this, I'm going to see that as a strength I have, an asset I have, mm-hmm. and I'm going to start making money off this. Um, so that's quite empowering to say I can, I'm going to put profiting off this and it's not going to be freely accessible anymore. Absolutely. And I think there's something, I mean, we've said it before. If you were born with brains, use it. If you were born with, you know, a talent, like a, a athletic talent, use mm-hmm. it. Like, why is it, it, why can't you use your you know, your body or your your face or you know something like that is just a, another another part of who you are that you can get through life mm-hmm. exactly next question <laughs> and my last question oh. 
Oh, sorry. This isn't even a question. This was a comment oh. um, someone wrote me. So she said, to be totally honest, I used to judge you a lot until we talked, and now I respect you tremendously. And I get, uh, yeah, I get <laughs> comments like this a lot. And um, I'm, I personally, am, I'm fully okay with that. I'm fully okay with someone telling me they used to judge me. Um, trust that it is something I'm very familiar with being judged. I think it's awesome when people are like, hey, I came from a place of judgment and close-mindedness, mm-hmm. and I start to be a little more open-minded, and I start to listen to you and listen to your friends speak on your podcast or look at your Instagram, and it really has taught me something, and it's really, like, changed my mindset, or it's starting to, like, shift the way I view things. Um, so, yeah, I, I thank you for giving a chance to start learning about something you didn't know about before and just looking at it more open-mindedly. Totally, and I think that, like... As long as you have used this realization that your judgment was wrong to fuel yourself to question other judgments that mm-hmm. you have walking through the world, then that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really, that was like the whole point of this podcast was um, to just, in one spot, just to have an outlet for myself and my friends to mm-hmm. have a debrief and to feel connected and to have our voices heard, but also for non-sex workers to kind of have that um, fly-on-the-wall view and to ask the questions they've never asked and yeah. actually have a real sex worker answer them, someone who's a real human, who's not this, you know, poster child yeah. of a sex worker and what allegedly looks like. Um, Keep it as a conversation. Yeah, and just, yeah, just having a safe space for women to ask questions, sex work or otherwise related. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy when I hear comments like that, that it is achieving its goal. It yeah. makes me really happy. Absolutely. So you guys can start paying me now for doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Where are our sponsors? Where the fuck are our sponsors? <laughs> God damn it. We've done it for five months already. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, jokes aside, but really pay me. Um, okay, well, that is finally it on this yeah. first episode of wow. 2020. How long was that? It was a little long. Yeah, I think Sorry. we're coming up maybe on like hour 45. That's my uh, guess. Well, I hope you guys are still with us, and if you're not... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a fucking door. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but thank you for listening. Um, as always, you can email, comment, questions, whatever, at 50plusatip at gmail.com or creep our in- my Instagram. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> unactive, guys. I try. I really do. Ugh. If you want to just chat, it's Ben City Riley. <laughs> yeah, her, yeah. say your Instagram handle yeah. so people know you're a real person. It's not just me throwing my voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm real talented if you can do my laugh can like you that. Imagine? And I overlap them. Like, yeah. I edit it so like, yeah. voices overlap. I'm amazing. Um, but no, you can find me at Ben City Riley. Um, I'll get Danny to link me in the, in the description as well. Yeah, and then I'm on Instagram. It's 50 plus tip at 50 plus a tip. Or I have my personal Instagram. You guys can creep as well. It's at Dan underscore Nad. So D-A-N underscore N-A-D. That's my personal. Um, And yeah, as always, thank you so much for listening. Um, Oh, quick announcement too. I have another lap dance class coming out today. It's February 5th and the class is in the next five days. Um... If you missed it and it's sold out, by all means, throw me a message. I can see if I can open up a few more spots. Yeah. But it is in Vancouver on February 10th. At, Woman only? Yeah, this one's uh, female mm-hmm. um, or uh, female identifying. 
and it is from 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock downtown Vancouver. If you haven't got your tickets and you're still hoping and it's sold out, throw me a message. I will try to open up some more spots. And it is in perfect time for Valentine's Day. Yeah, get nasty. Yes. Um, but yeah, other than that, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have a fabulous week. And happy hoeing. Bye.